Welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show, brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. Hello and welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galanti, along with Thomas Frank Carr. T. Frank, you ready to talk some Penn State football today? It is my function in life, so yes, I would be... I would be lost without it. And uh, candidly, I'm not quite sure what I would do if you just said, no, Jim, I'm really not ready to talk Penn State football. <laughs> <laughs> a, lot, a lot of dead time. But yeah. um, be- before we get going on our Penn State football talk currently, I'd like to at least recognize that a former Penn State player passed away earlier this week, and that's uh, Gary Brown, age 52. He was a Williamsport High School football legend, uh, T. Frank, before he made his way to Penn State. Those people who know him from his NFL days, he had multiple 1,000-yard rushing seasons. He was also a, a NFL coach for many years. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if folks remember, but when he played at Penn State, he was actually a two-way player. He played running back when they needed his help there. He was also a defensive back. So mm-hmm. Gary Brown, uh, he passed away at age 52, which is just way, way too young. So our condolences go out to the Gary Brown family. All right, T. Frank, Uh I thought today we could catch up on our spring storylines, and there's a whole bunch of them. Mm-hmm. And I know you've been talking about them and writing about them, and let, let's get to them. First off, it, it's always a spring story. Which freshman could come in and make an impact? More so over the last several years when these high school seniors, I don't know how they do this. All of a sudden it's like, they don't go to the second half of their high school senior season. Yeah. They they show up at Happy Valley. Back in my day, that wasn't even talked about doing. I don't know about yeah. you, P. Frank. So so I had nobody did anything like this, but I had friends that went into college with like a semester's worth of credits. So I you know I I, I was the dumbest one in my friend group. Like everyone was taking AP Bio, and you know they ran out of smart people classes. Meanwhile, I was in choir and band, and I was doing all kinds of other things that didn't involve any sort of like high-level STEM intelligence. And I just graduated like a normal person. But I think that's how it works: is like you get so many credits ahead that you can just say, "Yeah, I don't need to be here. I've already graduated. I just am now taking college classes." So I think Zane Durant, for example, did that and has you know almost a semester's worth, if not a semester's worth, of credits. Wow, <laughs> got to got to give them credit because they're doing the extra work. They know what they want in life, and they they find themselves at Happy Valley in the spring. And one of those other players you mentioned, Zane Durant, but I wanted to start with the running back Nick Singleton because that's probably the biggest name that we think could come in and play right away. And I take it, uh, T. Frank. He doesn't. He hasn't done anything to dissuade that thought since he's arrived at State College. Yeah, pr- pretty much. Um, so just just how it works for what we get to see during practice is we get to see positional drills and a lot of times we'll see special teams. And every time we go, th- we watch the running backs go through a drill. 
It's Keevon Lee. He's the guy, first guy through a drill. Then it's Kazai Holmes. Then it's Singleton. So that's just, you know, that that's the pecking order that we see. But then when you talk about the guys, and of course nobody's asking right now about Keevon Lee because he's a known commodity. But when you ask about Nick Singleton, it's only like wow sort of statements. Talking about his burst, talking about he's, and it just looks different. He's strong. He stood out in the weight room. Um, he's a part of the kick and punt return coverages or, or units where he's returning the ball. Something we talked about in the past it makes total sense that the other five-star running backs, they got they started at Penn State, Saquon Barkley, Miles Sanders. One of their primary jobs to get the ball in their hands was kick return. So he's been involved in a lot of different things, and he stood out in most of them. Uh, and then, you know, when you, when you factor in his physical abilities and the fact that he hasn't really looked overwhelmed at any point that's when you start to see guys stand out like that one of the things that is typically a criticism of young players or something they need to learn is the ability to pass block and when you you hear coach speak about not playing the young guy that's usually what they will point to right I've been hearing all especially like through his high school career that's not an element he struggles with. Do so you have physically, any take on that, uh, I I don't know about his pass blocking technique because again, you know, in his offense, I did not see him do it a lot. It was mostly him running the ball <laughs> and running for sixty yards at a time. So it was really not anything I evaluated previously. We did talk to Mike Yersich about it, and he he said, uh, and I'm, I'll paraphrase here. With the two guys, meaning Nick Singleton and Catron Allen that came in, physically you don't worry about them pass protecting. So they can take on edge defenders and linebackers and they could, you know, handle uh, supporting the offensive line with, you know, guys that come through, things like that. But it's about getting up them up to speed mentally. And that is a part that he kind of left there with of, is is he there yet when it comes to the mental side of it? Because what you can't do is you can't put a guy on the field and then the defense knows, ah, well, it's definitely not going to be a pass because that guy's on the field. Like, there's one thing he can do. Uh, One of the things that we observed in practice was just running deep routes, not really anything sophisticated, just sprinting down the field and catching a ball in the end zone. So got kind of a look at Nick Singleton's hands and and pretty good. I wouldn't call him a natural just yet, but I also think that I'm... I wouldn't preclude him from being a part of the passing game in that element as well, getting him into space, maybe some swing passes, things like that. But when he runs by you, it's noticeable when he runs by you. And that was the, that was the main thing I took away is, oh, that's different. You, you watch him run, and again, just like everyone else said, it's like, oh, that's different. So that kind of the early returns on Nick Singleton and trying to fill in some of the gaps on what his overall skill set is outside of what we saw in high school. It's funny that you tell the story, he runs by, and you just say, well, that's different. I've mentioned this a couple times on our show. There's a guy by the name of Eric Epler, who we've had on our show a couple times, who is a high school football writer out of the Harrisburg area, and he's been doing it for years. He's seen all of these guys, and he's told that story. The first time he saw Nick Singleton when he was standing on the sidelines, it was essentially... He ran by, and I said, oh, okay. <laughs> that yeah. This one's special. Yep. And that's how long it took him to realize that. So um, just 
I think I represent the entire Penn State fan base saying we can't wait to see him get get on the field. Yeah. And the other part to the go ahead, T. Frank. I was just going to say that I, I did, when it comes to the running back room, I think a lot of people look at it as the the depth chart determines where you are in the pecking order. And I know that sounds stupid to say that it doesn't, but running back, you can play lots of guys and they can have different roles and they can have different things that they do. And like, I've, I, I know I've said this before, but I kind of try to categorize that sort of lump of players that are all one, two, three, four right now. And, and, and there's a starter and that is the prestige position at every position. So there is that, but just because Kevon Lee is the starter right now, and he may be the starter for the season, does not mean that he's going to be the guy in the backfield. There are, to me, to my estimation, there are four guys in the backfield that can all contribute this year. And what role you carve out for yourself and what you do with that time on the field can dictate a lot of things that have nothing to do with the depth chart. So that's, again, where you've got Kaziah Holmes and Nick Singleton that are the, the burst and big play guys. And if they're generating big plays, they'll get opportunities and then if Kevon Lee is is taking a step forward in all the areas of his game, he can have a role as well. So I just don't care about the depth chart at the running back position. I, I, I just don't because I just see that there's opportunities for different guys with different abilities. And Penn State has shown that over the last several years. Unless you've got a Saquon who's just going to dominate the number of carries, yep. they're going to play you know, two, three, even four running backs. And... As you said, it's what you do with it. And part of the success for Nick Singleton is also going to be based on how well the other players do. And let's face it, last year, nobody took control of that position. And that's why they kept playing multiple guys. And you're going to see that again this year. So you mm -hmm. know Nick Singleton is going to get his, his chance. Another guy, you mentioned his name a little bit earlier, uh, Zane Durant, I'm not sure when he was coming out of high school and uh, committed to Penn State that people were saying, this is a guy we're going to see right away. But it, what I found interesting is the people that I trust who saw his film said, wait a minute, there's something here. Oh, yeah. And that talk ha has never stopped. I think you said it. Um, I know that Ross Tucker said it. And... Now we're hearing it from the coaches ever since he arrived on campus, T. Frank. Yeah, and James Franklin uh, said it best when he was asked, how does a guy exceed your expectations or stand out when you're not expecting something? And he said, well, it's it shouldn't be hard. They, they stand out. You notice them. And that's how they get noticed. And that's what Zane Duran has done the whole time is he's consistently flashed, uh, according to the coaching staff and the players that we've talked to. And it's what you saw in film in high school of, okay, kind of in the Nick Singleton conversation of this is different. Somebody who is unnaturally strong for his size and wins with the quickness and body control and core strength necessary to play defensive tackle. Got a chance to see him up close and personal. And 265 pounds, he looks the right size. Like, he the, proportionally, the weight's in the right area. 
big, expressive lower body. He's just 6'1". You know, he's not a, a ginormous football player. So as long as you have the functional strength and you have the understanding, and like I said to begin, very smart guy who's already got college credits, who is a very motivated, driven individual with unique skills. Uh, you know, we've heard of this before. It's not totally unheard of, but he played defensive tackle and running back for his team. He was just the best athlete on the field. And it's rare when that translates as readily as it does in spring. But if it translates, it translates. And it seems that it is. Now, they've not gone full pads for what I can understand. And they've not gone full speed where tackle to the ground, things like that. So what happens when he's taken on full bore double teams? We will see. But as far as his ability to defeat blocks, nowhere to be, stand out with winning physically... Apparently, he's done all of those things, and it's not a huge surprise seeing what he did on film in high school. Because, again, he defeated double teams in high school, so it's not something unnatural for him. And when you're playing defensive tackle, double teams happen, but what it also means is you're probably freeing up somebody else. T. Frank, that is it for quarter number one. We're going to continue our spring stories in segment number two. Stick with us. Attention Penn State alumni, trustees Ted Brown, Bill Oldsey, and Barbara Duran need your support. Your alumni trustees have fought to debunk the free report and to honor Joe and Sue Paterno. And they led the charge on an unprecedented tuition freeze, saving students and their families thousands. Independent leadership for a better Penn State. Re-elect trustees Ted Brown, Bill Oldsey, and Barbara Duran. Vote trustee ballot positions 238. Request your ballot at trustees.psu.edu. What defines the special spirit of Penn State? Why Penn State, by author Greg Woodman, looks to Happy Valley in the 1980s for answers. Featuring rare photos, original essays, and exclusive interviews with Coach Paterno, this beautiful 256-page full-color hardback edition explores the why behind We Are. It's chicken soup for the Nittany Lion's soul and makes the perfect gift for any Penn Stater in your life, including you. Order today at whypennstate.com.